Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. For, nope. Those feet grew faster than the rest of her. Nope. Shoes are that... the worst, man. They yeah, are the like... absolute worst when you have kids. You're like... Jesus Christ already? And then, Alex, wait till she actually starts going outside and running around. Because then you'll be like, oh, two pairs per summer now. Cool. The thing is that the the ones that she had, we thought were going to last until the end of warm weather. You know what I mean? Like, she wants to run around in, in, you know, in warm weather. And then she alternatively grew out of them and then just busted out of one one of the two and we're like we're not buying a new pair of sandals now she'll wear them for three weeks it's wisconsin it's going to be too cold by mid-october for her to ever wear sandals again then she won't be able to fit in them by next summer that's we're not buying new sandals so thankfully a friend of my wife's like has a like a five-year-old who gave us an old pair of her shoes and that's works out fine but at the same time it's just like we're we don't we, we budgeted for you to be wearing the same pair of shoes until October, not until early September. What were William Regal's two big announcements? I got the Eliminator uh-huh. Gauntlet thing. What was the other and one? The other one was the Battle Royal for the women. That's next week. Yeah, no, Is the are... Eliminator not next week as well? Yes, both of them are next right. week. Both the number one contendership I... matches are next week. Which is fine. It's just I feel like you could make one of one of one announcement. We've got two number one contenderships ma- matches next week. Not like here's my first announcement. Announcement, a number one contendership next week. Here's my second announcement, a number one contendership match, but a different one. Come on, William. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, um, and. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I think I was out of practice. I, I think oh, I was out of practice. With it, too. it was a tough one tonight to follow. Yeah. Like, usually they, they, they balance themselves out pretty well. Like, you know, what someone's talking, then there's some action over here. But oof. Oof. But hey, I'm not complaining. They were got some, some good shows. So I guess I'll move this. 
and we'll talk about that over here. I feel like my hairline's going. I'm very sad. I'm too young. Starting early. The widow's peak. It's not supposed to happen. Oh, we're live. We've been live. <laughs> How did that start? <laughs> Just as I was moaning about my hairline. Wonderful. Just as Louis talking. Look, here's the thing. We all decided to come back tonight, all three of us together, and we're like, what would be the absolute best way to come back and make sure that we make complete idiots out of ourselves? That's to start. I honestly don't know how everything started live, but hey, everyone, welcome. welcome. <laughs> We've been live for three minutes. <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome, everyone. Wednesday Night War Podcast here on Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful. I'm really glad everyone is here and everyone is paying attention. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, look, the important thing, the important thing is that we're all back here together. We have the band back together here tonight we had our head-to-head action back again with um with a with AEW and nxt back on on wednesdays and then and then we're back the three of us are back just like the the just like the song says uh jokers to the left of me uh, uh, uh clowns to the left of me jokers to the right that's how the song goes that's what i have here tonight such as louis dangor from wrestle talk who's hanging out with us joins us all the way from over in the UK, stays up very late just to talk AEW with us. Louis, how are you? I'm um, apart from my hairline, which I think the world now knows uh, my 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 issue. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, my brother's gonna watch this tomorrow and take the neck. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, I'm doing good. I am. Uh, I I have enjoyed the past few weeks with being able to watch both shows. Uh, on, on different days so tonight was nice to eat, but it was nice to have the wednesday night wars back and it's nice to be with uh, you guys again chatting wrestling and i just want to say i do have my ah F- nice my ftf show on so head on over to wrestlecommerch.com and check that one out there you go get get that one over yeah get get, get get do get that t-shirt it's a nice one and then on the other side here, we're also joined by Alex Pulaski, who you can catch on uh, Fightful Select twice a week on Sour Graps, reviewing the uh, quintessential forms of entertainment, which are known as WWE Raw and SmackDown. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, good. I've um, I've recovered from Raw in your face, and uh, looking forward to next week uh, Raw. How do you like them apples? So um, it's it's good. We're 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 in good shape here. Um, next uh, sour graps this Saturday is the one hundredth episode of sour graps. No way. We are doing a celebration that I am calling the Sour Centennial, uh, in which I will uh, review SmackDown as quickly as possible and then get directly to a Q and A session, which people have been begging for since like episode forty. So. Get your questions in to me on the Twitter with hashtag AskSourGraps. Please do. 
because he he would like to talk about other things than no, please. Please <laughs> Raw or SmackDown. Please. And but you can ask him about his uh, daughter's sandals. See, uh, <laughs> see how many questions about. I've, I've already I've already gone on an uh, entire rant about that that was all in capture, captured on, on on the stream. So that's good. Look, let's what let's break this down one at a time. First and foremost, if you want to see. Alex Palowski rant about Ron Smackdown as opposed to children's footwear. Yeah. Head on over to FightfulSelect.com. It's the best yeah. way. It's really the 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 best way to show support for everything that we do here at Fightful. Even though you know we we botch our beginnings of some shows, uh, but it's really the best way to do it. And you get Alex doing his reviews. You get uh, Sean Sean Rossap who does uh, who does a, a a weekly backstage report. He answers tons of questions in his Q and A sessions. There's extra content from the Listen Your Boy uh, podcast every week. Steven Jensen covers uh, has a podcast there where he covers everything non WWE related. You get little scoopsy previews and stuff like that. It's a good time and a good way to show some love for Fightful. So head on over there, FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe, damn it! But another way to show some love is to uh, send us a super chat. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read them. Uh, what I, I'll read your question or comment here on the air, and we've well, you know, uh, there's been there's been a couple here uh, already. Uh, um, Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you, Anakin. Says Louis, stop complaining about your hairline at 20 years old. Yeah, I agree, but I mean, it's never too late to take uh, take full consideration of where your hairline is heading, right? I mean, you, you know, there's steps you can take early on to prevent. Okay. We're not sponsored by anything regarding in that regard. Though that would be a hell of a segue tonight. That <laughs> would save me a lot of embarrassment. As well, as well. Thank you for being here, Louis. <laughs> Eloquent left us a super chat. Says Sandals Appreciation Super Chat. Thank you. And Evan Wright left us a super chat as well, saying love the Alex Sandals, the Alex Sandals rant. Keep the that thing about in. Is, is that you? Uh, you don't recognize because nobody. Because thank God you don't see me all day long. But I do rant about literally everything, not just wrestling. It's just I'm I'm confining it to that medium just for the shows that you see me on. But I do I I I, I rant about everything. It's it's a sickness. <laughs> I, I need help. <laughs> Patel Ron left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. With simply saying, botchamania. Mm. It happens. It happens to the best of us. What can I tell you? Sengir Vampire Tom, a.k.a. Tom, left us a super chat. Thank you, Sengir Vampire. Says, have fun with the show, gents. We're lo- we we shall. We absolutely mm. we absolutely will. And Anakin left us a super chat as well. Saying, good to see the three musketeers together again, but rest in peace, Louis sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> he stays awake out of love. And it's now actually, out of... What's that? My, my sleep pattern's going to be better because I'm not... So I watch, regardless of if I cover the show, I'll watch it. So I had to obviously stay up and watch AW and record that with whoever I was doing it with that week. And then stay, I'd stay up and watch NXT as well. So I'm actually staying up less days, uh, sort of late nights. Um, now this is on. So, yeah, my, my sleep pattern has a, has somewhat, will somewhat be recovering over the next uh, couple of weeks once the Wednesday night rolls back. Unlike your hair pattern, which will probably not recover. Okay. Okay. All right, Warren. Should we just get them out now? I give you two, two more by the end of the show. 
two more. I get two. All right, all right. That, I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'll I'll, I'll keep them at the ready. Uh, guys, what was a better show tonight? AEW or NXT? Louis, what do you think? <laughs> let's just get let's uh, just a- let's just get on with it. Yeah. AEW for me. AEW, Alex. Uh, I mean, uh, AEW, I guess. Let's it, let's go. Consensus is reached. AEW uh, wins tonight. We're, so we're going to start talking about AEW. That's the prize. It's just we. That's who we start with, and we're going to start with a super chat with from uh, TD Stinger, who says uh, who says on his on his end thought both shows were pretty good tonight. Nothing necessarily huge happened on either show, but just some good fun wrestling all along all around. Thank you very much for the super chat. TD, Louie, you're nodding. You seem to agree with this assessment. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, AW in particular, obviously the one I mainly watched was uh, a very good show, a very solid show as has sort of been par for the course. Um, the, nothing major happened, but nothing offensive or sort of uh, bad happened. I very much enjoyed what uh, what we got to see. Alex, what about you? What do you think? I, there was it was a it was a very good night of of, of wrestling all around. Um, I again I, I don't know if this made it into the stream when I thought it was off air, but I haven't been watching any Dynamite since I haven't been covering it <laughs> because I just don't have the time to watch it on another night. Sure. Um, but I'm I'm getting back into the swing of things, uh, and 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 it's it's always a, a really cool thing to see them succeeding so much in the in the uh, away from the whole Wednesday Night Wars deal. Like going over a million is huge for them. Like considering there's some weeks where like Raw is like eking out a 1.2 or whatever it is that we're doing. Like a terrible ratings. Like hey, eventually we're gonna look at these things going. These are this is a toss up, and I can't wait for for those for those times. Well, uh, since it wasn't that much of a toss up tonight, we're gonna go right ahead and start talking about. AEW, which started with Jurassic Express versus FTR in a non-title match. Uh, the Bucks actually came out before FTR did, and they super kicked the ref, Louie. And they uh, they go backstage, they have stacks of cash, which they uh, toss to a very casually dressed Tony Khan, who's sitting at the uh, AEW equivalent of the gorilla position. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and they run into FTR. FTR sort of make a little fun of them, or uh, I don't know if they were, how sincere they were in their appreciation of their gesture, but uh, the dickhead bucks are continuing down the choo-choo train of dickheadedness. Mm, yeah, dickhead bucks are, I was about to say something I can get behind, but don't know if that would be <laughs> the right thing to say. Um, yeah, I, I am a I am a fan of this this uh, young bucks elite Omega Page stuff. I have been since its inception, and I'm very much uh, looking forward to seeing where they go with uh, Dickhead Bucks because it's 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 great stuff. Them just tossing the money to Tony Khan was fantastic. So yeah. like we don't care about the fine. No, I, I thought this was a uh, great way to start the show. I, I was very. Uh, very excited uh, once I popped up and saw, oh God, here's the Bucks super kicking a ref. 
As for the match in itself, like we mentioned, it was a non-title match. Uh, Jungle Boy has some great takedowns on both members of FTR. Uh, eventually, Dax jumps off the top rope, gets caught by Luchasaurus and into a power slam. Again, uh, FTR, when they go to the ropes, sometimes it doesn't quite, wor- uh, it doesn't quite work in their favor. Eventually, Cash um, uh, eventually Cash gets a power slam of his own on Jungle Boy, and that's when Jungle Boy becomes your baby face in peril for this match. Uh, there's some so- solid double team effort keeping Jungle Boy away uh, from Luchasaurus. FTR's mo, and they're very very good at it. Um, and then Luchasaurus does get the hot tag combination tail whip followed by a, an elbow to the back of Hardwood's head by Jurassic Express. There's a series of near falls that follow. Uh, Jungle Boy dives on Cash, but uh, back on the apron, or even before that, excuse me, Luchasaurus dives on Cash, who moves out of the way on the out on the floor, and Luchasaurus just wipes out into the audience. Um, Jungle Boy then dives on Cash, back on the apron, starts fighting with uh, Dax. There's a sunset flip, Wheeler counters, and there's a bit of assistance there to get the roll-up pin on uh, Jungle Boy. But FTR win on this one. Louis, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a great opener. Uh, anything involving FTR will have my attention. Um, and I very much enjoyed this. They have a great knack. And they did this with the private party match a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was. Uh, but putting over the opponents they're wrestling. Mm-hmm. But not, but still managing to put themselves over in the process where, and that's what you ideally want from wrestling, where all four men came out of this match more over and more uh, sort of uh, having achieved something, uh, necessarily, sort of even if the opponent didn't get the win coming out of it, which is sort of the main thing you want to get from wrestling. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, this was a great match, great uh, way to open the show. Uh, FTR were great, Luchasaurus. Uh, also good uh, jungle boy is is going to be a star so no I, I thought this was a great way to open the show and uh hopefully not the last time we see these two teams work together the jam one ryan b jam left us a super chat that's a mouthful thank you very much for the super chat says uh, nyla was kayfabe suspended for power bombing rick knox bucks should be should also be suspended now also, that was a great women's match. We're going to talk about the women's match, but thank you for your super chat. What are you... Uh, I mean, that would be consistent, right? They super they super kicked Marvez last week, and, and now they go after a ref. Uh, yeah, that would make sense to me. What do you think, Louis? Yeah, it would. I mean, you've, all, you, uh, you've uh, always got the EVP sort of... Um way of getting out of it i suppose that the consistency doesn't the sort of the lack of consistency i guess doesn't bother me that much because obviously the bucks were vp so suspending them might not be the easiest thing to do um but yeah it's that's not a major thing that bothers me uh and i think that them continually doing this and the sort of them just chucking the money at tony khan was worth perhaps the inconsistency for what was a cool uh a cool spot and a cool angle. Uh, next, uh, we uh, we move on. We move backstage where the aforementioned Alex Marvez. Good to see him back on his feet. A week after taking a double super kicks like that, he's not a trained he selling it. He should have been sell- doing something. Neck brace, something. Right? There should have been a little something. Him just going like this, you know, <laughs> something. At least that. 
Uh, Matt Hardy is screaming. He's in pain on the floor. He's clutching his knee. Private Party are there, and they're they're commenting. He was attacked. He was attacked. And I find they're pretty calm regarding everything. And then their attackers, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, come back into frame. And uh, and they're like, hey, you got attacked. What happened? <laughs> and they sort of mock everyone. And Private Party seem very... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? They seem very uh, uh, nonplussed by this by the situation, nonetheless. Um, but uh, but that would lead us. Uh, we can actually talk about the match right now, since we're since we've talked about the lead in. We can talk about Private Party versus uh, Chris Herico, uh, Chris Herico, Chris Jericho, and Herico uh, and Jake Hager. Um, Private Party used some double team to take Hager down because he's a big guy, right? Uh, they knock Jericho off the apron and then hit stereo dives on the heels, which was pretty cool. Finally, the heels get in control of Mark Quinn. Uh, back from commercial, Cassidy fights out of a sleeper but gets thrown around by Hager. Cassidy hits an assisted silly string on Jake Hager. Uh, then Quinn hits a to- uh, Topicon Hilo to the floor. And a crossbody on Jericho. He covers him but only gets two. They do the, they being uh, private party, do the foot stomp neck breaker combo on Jericho. And uh, Cassidy even hits an assisted uh, top rope hurricane run on Jericho. The assist came inadvertently from Jake Hager. Cassidy ducks the Judas effect, uh, but um, but Jericho avoids a top rope senton and hits the Judas effect for the win. And after the match, Jericho puts the walls on Cassidy. He won't let go because he's he's dastardly. Mark Quinn has to come in for the save. What'd you think of the match, Louis? wasn't offensive this was potentially my only major issue with the show because it wouldn't be a a episode of AEW dynamite and a wednesday night warfare podcast if i didn't have something to moan about and something to uh nitpick um i do not care for the team of hager and jericho for me it should be jericho and sammy that's where the uh, that's where my interest would lie. I just don't have an interest in them. Whereas pretty much every other tag team on the, on the roster, if I saw them in a match, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm in for that. With them, uh, there's no sort of real thing where I'm going, oh, I'd like to see that. I think a lot of it is unfortunately due to the fact I just don't really care for Jake Hager. There's mm-hmm. nothing against him personally. Say what you want. Play, think... His role should be a henchman, not a tag wrestler. Um, yeah, this wasn't. Uh, this isn't, especially with uh, uh, proud and powerful. Like, what was the dynamic there? It would be like, I don't know, DX, Triple H, and X Pac as being in the same tag division as Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Ultimately, like, if you're in the tag division, you want to win the tag title. So having two teams in in the tag division doesn't make much sense. Um. Yeah, it, it is what it is. The match in itself was was fine, nothing offensive, but it was probably my least favorite on the show. But that I think is due to the fact that all the other stuff on the show I really did quite enjoy. So uh, yeah, nothing incredibly offensive by it, but nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they, they they are seeing some. You know, they do want to put some stock into Jericho and Hager, and I agree. I mean, it's it's an odd pairing, especially when you consider how deep the division is without putting singles guys in a tag team, right? Just in and about itself. This isn't WWE where there's, 
no tag teams in their tag team division or very few. Um, yeah. and they have to sort of pair some guys together. It's an odd decision, I agree. Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you, Anakin. He says, why are AEW continuing the Jericho Cassidy angle? It feels very WWE to keep the feud going and having another match between the two. Yeah. What? It, it, feels, it feels very WWE to keep the feud going and having another match between the two. Are they having a match next week? Is that what we're... No, it's Brody Orange Cassidy next week. Maybe or is he he, no, I think he's talking about Ca- Cassidy, not not Orange Cassidy. The Cassidy from, from Private Party. Oh, they... <laughs> Louis is... Co- listen... Listen, you gotta go. You gotta go easy on Louis, right? He's had quite a shock this evening, right? You know, he's uh, he's trying to deal with the trauma of looking at himself too too long in the mirror, right? And there's one left. It's fine. It's fine. One left. <laughs> one more to go. Um, Evan Wright left us a it, super chat. What? Whatever. I was no. just gonna say. I don't know if it's Orange Cassidy. Yes, but I don't think they're having a match. If it's other Cassidy. That's fine. Doesn't really bother me. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you, Evan. He says, uh, Hager deserves credit for his uh, selling lately, in my opinion. I agree. He's been uh, he's been doing a fantastic job uh, selling. Uh, he's been doing a fantastic job selling. You do- No? No, Louis? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Hager. All right. It's okay. Um... We had uh, Frankie Kazarian versus Hangman Page in a slapper of a match. Gosh, darn it. I dug this match so hard. Kenny Omega was on commentary during this one. Uh, There was such great offense to start. Page started hitting some of the hits, uh, such as his Pescado to the floor. Uh, He um, and the, uh, the running shooting star press as well. Um, there's a German suplex by Kaz at some point, but Page lands on his feet and takes Kaz down, which was fantastic. Kaz tries to splash off the corner, but Page catches him in an overhead slam, which again was fantastic. Kazarian hits a slingshot DDT. There's some backslide attempts. An unprettier or a kill switch by your boy Kazarian as well. Huge pump handle DVD. Death Valley Driver by Page. That looked a little rough, actually, but also looked good at the same time. And uh, it all came to the uh, to an end when um, when Page tries to go for the buckshot lariat. I like how Kazarian saw it coming, tried to run some interference, but he couldn't help the inevitable. Page uncorked it and got the win. I love this match. I thought it's one of the better matches I saw this evening. Louis, give me your thoughts. Yeah, very good. That's, that's pretty much all I've got to say. Very good match. Uh, nicely, Kaz get a nice singles match. Uh, Hangman obviously established him as a singles wrestler moving forward after the split up of his team with Omega. So yeah, uh, I, I was uh, I was a very big fan of this and uh, more of Kaz in some singles matches. Please. Sure, absolutely. This was absolutely fantastic. And then after the match, Kenny Omega leaves commentary but just walks away doesn't go celebrate doesn't go congratulate and page at the end sort of just looks around wondering wait wasn't kenny here oh 
I'm alone again. Alex, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the elite uh, angle. Uh, Sounds like keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Keeping up with the elite. Um, again, this is, uh, you know, a, a, another little little layer that they're adding here. This has been great st- uh, storytelling so far. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, this is, uh, this would, this is, this would qualify as the longest storytelling uh, in WWE in like the last 10 years. Like this, this whole thing. And, and, and the fact that we, we've gotten uh, Young Bucks, doing this really heelish stuff for no real reason other than just like to prove they can added to Kenny and, and, and page finally breaking up Uh, FTRs lurking around there as part of this whole thing. We're still, everybody's saying we're going to get a new four horsemen. It's going to include FTR and and page. Are there, is, is the elite going to like be uh, this counter to that faction? I'm, I'm, this is all incredibly uh, intricately told, and what I love about it is there's like four or five, maybe even a half dozen different ways they could go with the story. Sure. And all it would take is a tiny little tweak, and everything can change. Like, you can easily go by all this stuff. There's a hidden motive for this, or this person is at, is pretending to be in league with this person, but actually they're going to swerve them. No, you think they're going to swerve them, but it's not going to be the swerve. All these things are, are, are possible, and, and I, I can't wait until they get back in front of a real crowd because then you're going to start seeing some major revelations along the way, and the, and the people in the audience are going to friggin' eat it up. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you, Evan. says, I love their keeping Paige from doing the Deadeye move. That's a good, good observation. Think, I think he'll break it out for when he wins the world title for a big pop. Oh, there's a prediction for you right there. But uh, yeah, I agree. That's uh, that's really interesting that they're that they're keeping it uh, keeping it uh, just squirreled away for the time being. Thank you very much for the super chat. Nanakin left us another super super chat. And he said, "Never mind, I got confused. I thought regarding the whole Cassidy thing, I thought it was Orange Cassidy in the match. That's why. That's what I get for not being able to watch Dynamite live." In parentheses, stupid work. That's fine, Anakin. Don't worry about it. Although he brings up an interesting point. It can be confusing if you see if you just see a last name of Cassidy in this match with Jericho and you don't see an orange or an Isaiah ahead of it. Like that's that's a, that can be confusing. I don't. There's not a lot of dual two different guys and two, two different complete acts that have the same last name in in the same company. There's not. They don't do that a lot. So that can be that that could be confusing if you're not actually watching it. It's just an interesting. Thing I never not thought of before. Oh well, I was about to say Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy when they're in WWE. Well, they're well, brothers, they're brothers, and that is different. <laughs> uh, a couple of more super chats. Uh, Eloquent left us a super chat uh, saying AEW was insane. One of my favorite shows of the year. It w- it was very good tonight. It was was I I I thought it was particularly good. We all did here yeah. on the panel. Evan Wright left us a super chat as well. Thank you, Evan. Says, this AEW show was killer this week, man. Established new people. Kept kept stuff moving. Seidel versus Spears and Sky versus Carter next Tuesday. AEW wins no contest. They announced Seidel on Dark? That's interesting. Well, that's good. It's not Dark. It's, it's a special broadcast of AEW after the NFL game, I believe. NBA, so, but got... yeah, you're British. Your American sports. Yeah. Go go play some cricket. 
MJF yeah, comes to the ring. Um, he comes to the ring for for his match. Shakes once extends a hand, but instead goes for a thumb to the eye. Good old fashioned heel work there, and goes straight into a Fujiwara armbar and gets uh, gets the squishy squash win. Um, uh, he keeps it on for a while after the bell is done because you know he's a heel. But after he gets a microphone, he says he still considers himself undefeated because Mox cheated. He says that he should be referred to as the undefeated, undisputed, and uncrowned AEW World Champion of All Elite Wrestling. And I thought I thought that was funny. I don't know how, uh, if it was meant to be, but AEW World Champion of All Elite Wrestling, I, I can get behind that. Uh, gets Justin Roberts to say it all. Uh, he says, uh, you know, he seems that there, seems to him that there's a new group or a new stable that pops up every week on AEW. He's not entirely wrong. He thinks maybe, you know, he's always seen himself as a new, as a lone wolf, but he thinks that maybe this wolf should join a wolf pack. He says whatever he decides, whether he joins a group or doesn't, he's still better than us and he, and, and, and we know it, right, Louis? What'd you think of the promo? I mean, the match was brilliant. It was like, um, not even me, funny, I loved it. I thought, Which one? Oh, I've set cereal. Um, <laughs> it's been that kind so of night, folks. Falling apart. Um, yeah, this, uh, the, put him straight in the, in, in the submission move was fantastic. I loved it. Put over Moxie is pissed from the, uh, put over MJF is pissed from the Moxie loss. And also that more aggressive side of him, which was great. Um, and then the promo afters, I mean, anytime, MJF is on the mic you are guaranteed to get a very very good promo and this was no exception at all another fantastic promo from him um, his Wolfpack stuff uh, I don't know whether I'm thinking too much into it maybe could be bringing the uh, the American Wolves in with Eddie Edwards and David Richards maybe that was just a very maybe am I looking too much into it I don't know but I think he said Wolfpack a few times to the point where I was like, hmm, okay. What's Kevin Nash up to? There you go. Ah. What's Kevin Nash doing? Um, absolutely. That's, uh, I thought, I, you know what I really liked about it? After weeks of very long-winded MJF promos, I was happy to see him cut a short one and always being just as good. I, it, that felt good. It breaks it up a little bit. It's good to. Ha- it's fun to have the long extended promos, but when he can come in and be like, just punch one out in under three minutes, I can dig it. He's so good. He's oh. really good at what yeah. he does. In regards to the stable stuff, eloquent. Excuse me, eloquent left us a super chat again. Thank you, eloquent. Is this dynasty in AEW talking about MJF's uh, stable uh, in um, in MLW with MLW. with. Alexander Hammerstone. I mean, you know, Wardlow is kind of his Hammerstone right now, right? To a certain degree. But Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about Dynasty, so we'll see. But uh, I think that... It, I think this will be a faction, if, if it is, will be something with current AW people yeah. as opposed to bringing new people in. Eddie Kingston is in the ring with the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade... He says that he never lost the Battle Royal. I hope they continue this one. I hope they push this one and that he complains for a full year about it. I, I'm i okay with this. Uh, the five of them, he says, are not a family, not a stable, not a fact. Excuse me. They are a family. 
They're not a stable, not a faction. They're a family of violence, and he asks for victims. So Butcher and the Blade pull some people out of the audience. Wrestlers, of course. They bring them into the ring. They beat them up. Uh, and uh, basically he says that they are standing united. They got their they got their, their act back together now. And he turns to the Blade and he says, Now it's time for you to get your house in order. Talking about something that Eloquent mentioned in a super chat as well. Thank you again, Eloquent. He says, interesting how the Ali and Blade story will play out. Because that's clearly what they're talking about. Ali, uh, Ali is, uh, is legit with, uh, with Blade in real life. Yet she, in, in storyline in kayfabe, she's off um, doing stuff with QT Marshall. What do you think of the segment? Yeah, I mean, Eddie Kingston, again, as I said with MJF, anytime you give Eddie Kingston the mic, you're guaranteed to get a good promo. And this is what we got here. Him shouting in your face, just in your face, was probably the best way thing we've heard about in your face this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever that tagline was. Um, but no, I, I like this segment. I like how, like, not saying, because we do see a lot of stables in AEW. Mm-hmm saying oh we're not a stable we're a family put it like put them over slightly more than that and it was at least eddie kingston acknowledging the fact hey we know there's a lot of stables here but this is why we're different uh is what i liked about that um him saying uh get your house in order was a nice line and i think a few with cutie marshall and dustin Rhodes uh for the butcher and the blade and also for lucha bros uh will be a nicer way to do it, I'm going to be interested to see how they do feuds like that. Mm-hmm. So, will say Butcher and Blade feud with uh, Cutie and Dustin? Will uh, Lucha Bros have their own feud? Will they be involved in that feud? It'll be interesting to see how the dynamic plays out because we haven't really seen, definitely recently anyway, two tag teams sort of in the same feud who are very different in themselves and two pre existing tag teams going into a faction together. So, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, plays out. Uh, moving forward but for what the segment was it was another very very solid segment from uh, aw i just i just want to say um rest in peace to the death triangle uh descansa in paz triangulo de la muerte i loved the idea of of Pac running with the lucha bros like that was i was so excited for that especially because they called themselves Triangulo de la Muerte. What an amazing name for those three dudes. <laughs> and to like actually see them in six-man tags running around doing crazy stuff. Like, I, I miss you, Pac. I, can, can you, <laughs> how, how good a swimmer are you? Can, you? can you hire a canoe to get back over here? I need to, I need to see this guy. He's got to be pissed. Eddie Kingston shows up and steals his boys. Like, hey, that's a, that's a feud I'd like to see. Pac versus Eddie Kingston. Let's get that shit going. I miss you, Pac. Are you the Triangulo de la Muerte? Gone forever. Gone too soon. Well, if it's any consolation, Alex Evan Wright, who left us another super chat. Thank you very much uh, tonight, Evan. Very, very generous of you uh, this evening. He says, uh, Pac will be back to collect his Lucha brothers. So he's on your side. He feels that uh, he's going to come back to reclaim to reclaim the bonds that were that existed before COVID. Thunder Rosa. You know, what we need is the butcher, the blade, and the bastard. 
Yes. Oh, that'd be good too. I wouldn't mind that at all. Alliteration. Alliteration is important in wrestling. Thunder Rosa uh, defeated Ivelisse to retain the NWA World's Women's Championship. Uh, this was a strong match. Um, I liked the beginning where it felt very, very personal and they were taunting each other. Ivelisse was getting really under Thunder Rosa's skin. They exchanged some arm drags at first. Uh, there was a hurricane rotted by Ivelisse that was followed by a thunderous basement drop kick by Rosa. You see what I did there? Um, she, uh, gets, uh, she, she gets, um, Ivelisse in a, uh, gory especial as well. Dragon screw leg, leg whip and a great hesitation basement drop kick on Ivelisse, but can't put her away. I love the side Russian leg sweep that rolled through into a cross face. That was good shit, pal. Ivelisse hits her snap mare low kick combination which she usually has been ending matches with these days, covers Rosa but doesn't put her away. Rosa hits a tombstone to end the match. Before we get into the post-match segment, Louis, what do you think about this one? This was stiff. Jesus. They were laying it in, and I like that. It was a nice, long women's match with story coming out of it, and that is exactly what we have wanted for months. Mm -hmm. And they've listened, and I'm very happy for that. Because it was a very good match. Uh, both came out looking more over as a result. And yeah, good stuff. And then the post-match, which uh, I presume you'll get into talking about now, was uh, possibly the best thing about this for me. Because it was a character development and a storyline coming out of the match, which led to another match. As opposed to just random stuff being announced for next week. It was a, a characters and storylines, which worked uh, across many layers. You've got... Uh, go on, I'll, I'll let you talk about it now. Warren, and then I'll give my thoughts on the thing overall. Diamante ran in after the match. Who She had accompanied Ivelisse to the ring, and she attacked Rosa. Uh, they both, uh, she and Ivelisse, start celebrating with the belt, but Sheeta, who was in the audience, and she was watching like this at first, which I thought was really funny, uh, she she stuck up for, for Thunder Rosa and took out, uh, took out the heels here, and uh, Sheeta showed some respect to Thunder Rosa. There you go, that... I agree. This was a very simple yet very effective post-match angle. Yeah, and you've obviously got the multiple layers of it where Sheeta and Rosa have tagged together. There might have been a bit of a... Sorry, face each other before. There might have been a bit of a tease of an NWA women's title match like giving her the title, sort of eyeing it up. Uh, and then you've got Diamante and Ivelisse undefeated in tag team action together. So, presumably have to, so have tagged before, presumably going in as favourites. A, sto a match and a story with multiple layers, something that AEW does well with its men's division. We'll be seeing with its women's division next week, and we saw this week. So, yeah, all-round great stuff, and hopefully this is sort of the beginning of things falling into place for AEW and the women's division moving forward. Zach Barber left us a super chat. Thank you, Zach. And it's for Alex Palowski. He says, Alex, a few weeks ago you said AEW would be the superior product once they got their women's division in order. Where are you now? I mean, it, it's a huge step. That This match was stiff. This was some good stuff. Thunder Rosa is, is really great. And and uh, and I liked this I liked the match with Ivelisse. I thought it was great. Diamante is super good. Um, uh, Sheeta is, is, a, is, a, is a very, very, very talented wrestler. Um, and uh, Britt Baker is, is this amazing character. I love Big Swole. Like, 
Get everybody into actual programs with real storytelling. Give me a hierarchy. Give me, give me, give me uh, women who are who are uh, teaming up, not necessarily in a tag team, but like uh, we, the the both of us don't like her. Let's have that be a storytelling. Wh- whatever you want to do, like they, hey Louie, they've still got a little uh, some zombie lurking around over there killing people. Like I'm. I'm super into whatever they figure out to do at Abaddon that's not on dark. I am a, a big proponent of the women they have under contract. Uh, Nyla Rose is out there. You could do stuff with her. Like, there are there are people they have there that you can do stuff with. They've just chosen not to. Mm-hmm. Once they choose to and they actually get some good creative behind it, yes, this the, off to soar. Like, this is the thing is that we're going to talk about this in a bit. They decided, each show tonight decided to start off with a major strength for them. On NXT, they showcased their women di- women's division. And on um, uh, on AEW, they showcased their tag division. Like, to start off the night. And once they start doing really great stuff with, uh, with AEW's women, you're no longer going to be able to look at NXT and go, well, that's the place you have to go if you like women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because AEW doesn't do anything. And once you take that advantage away from NXT, all of a sudden, well, I don't, I don't know where your advantages lie necessarily on that side of Wednesday night. So it behooves NXT to try and step up in other areas, as AEW is stepping up in their weak spot. I'm, I'm looking forward to both shows getting much better as they, as they give some TLC to the places that need it on each show. The Jam One Ryan B Jam left us another super chat. Thank you very much. Says I've been calling Eddie's group, talking about Eddie Kingston, Eddie's group Murder Inc. Mm. That'd work for him. <clears throat> it all makes sense. They all look like people who would be capable of that. Uh, we get a uh, segment with uh, Miro and Kip Sabian who are lifting weights and talking about gaming, and then doing going off to a bachelor party. Cool beans. Lance Ar- I love I love Miro. I'm so happy that he's here and doing things. I can't wait to see how roughshod they let him run in AEW, considering how dirty he was done by AEW, by WWE. Lance Archer then comes out with uh, Jake Roberts. Uh, he grabs someone from the audience and beats him up. Of course, Roberts cuts a promo, say- basically saying setting up the fact that they're. He, Lance Archer has a six-man tag team set next week against John Moxley and uh, two people of his choice, and um, and basically Roberts wants to make an offer to Team Taz to join Lance Archer on uh, on their side, and they want to put their differences aside to just do some mayhem. Taz comes out, thinks it's a great idea, and gladly offers up Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Archer even cuts a promo, but John Moxley arrives from the audience, of course. He starts to cut a promo, but he gets ambushed by Starks and Cage. And this was so, it was so well done. I thought this was another fan, like from a couple of weeks ago. Like, and I'm like, my God, security. But Ricky Starks had me going here. That, and I, Mox as well with his facial. Oh my God, everything, everything worked here. So they start beating up on Mox. And who comes to the rescue? Louie, Will Hobbs running in with a chair to fend off the uh, to fend off the heels. Mox announces that his six man tag team match is uh, his partners are Will Hobbs and Darby Allen. 
there's a lot to I mean there's there's obviously a lot here there's one big story here but tell me let's talk about the segment go ahead that's so firstly, great to hear that Darby Allen's alive after that spot in the casino battle royale. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. If you told me he'd never wrestle again, I wouldn't be shocked. They, they sort of went under the radar with everything that went on with Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so uh, good segment. Uh, very good segment overall. Uh, the six-man teams make sense, sort of. Uh, the Will Hobbs one, not sure why he's included. That wasn't really played up, but great to see him included. Uh, irrespective of that, he had a fantastic showing in, in, in the uh, Battle Royal, and I thought was great. Um, him especially just, even the small things, like him checking on Matt Seidel after that scary fall, small stuff like that, that was like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing in the ring, not only in terms of actual wrestling, but checking on people that need and things like that, just small little things. Um, and obviously news he signed today, so uh, he, seeing him included is great. He has a lot of potential, I think, to be a big player in AEW. Uh, so having him involved, especially working with Cage and Archer, two other big men, uh, works well. I presume that uh, Archer's team will be picking up the win next week, sort of build the tag title match on the anniversary, the tag match on the uh, the uh, title match, sorry, on the anniversary show. So uh, having Hobbs in the match again, I presume, is a good way to, for Archer to pin him mm-hmm. uh, to uh, sort of someone that won't lose anything by being pinned by Archer and allows Archer to get the W. Um, but yeah, good segment, good stuff. Uh, builds up the title match well. And uh, obviously you can play up the uh, sort of the hostility, I guess, between Archer and Cage, which when that eventually happens will be brilliant. We got a couple of super chats here. Evan Wright uh, left us another super chat thing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you, Evan says, I'm here for the Will Hobbs super push. My God, what a great couple of weeks this guy has had. And he's punched into this high-profile angle. It's fantastic. Eloquent left us another super chat as well. Thank you very much, Eloquent. He says, glad to see an AEW dark mainstay get a push. Yeah, there's a lot of legitimacy that, that's added to Dark in these types of circumstances. Uh, plus, Hobbs was signed officially yesterday. It was announced anyway officially yesterday. So it's all great stuff. Hobbs88 left us a super chat as well. I love that AEW wasted no time in pushing Will Hobbs. I agree. Chris Reigns left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Chris. Says I'm really looking forward to the six-man tag next, next week. I love everyone in that match. It's going to be a lot of good stuff. Uh, I agree. It's. It, I don't mind them set, setting up the uh, setting stuff up with six man tag matches. It's very new Japan. 
Uh, it's a very new in Japan way of uh, of doing that. So let's move on to the main event. Holy hell. Santana and Ortiz got beat by the best friends who also got beat. <laughs> they just, my God. This was the parking lot fight, of course, is what we're talking about. Surrounded by cars. It's crazy how it it, it was essentially the same setup as um, Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole a couple of months ago. And it was so much more effective without all the bells and whistles. You just got it straight off the bat. Man, and they're they're bouncing each other off cars. Trent puts Santana under the... Uh, I think it was Santana, right? Under the hood of a car. And Chucky yeah. and Trent both sent on off the top of the car onto the hood. There's some, there's some plywood, a door uh, that they pull out of a pickup truck. There's sledgehammers flying through windshields. There's hidden batons. There's suplexes on guardrails. There's spears through doors. There's Ortiz blades. Uh, Trent gets suplexed through a a windshield and bleeds from the back. Um, they, They start smacking each other with lumber. And Trent hits himself in the face at some point, too. There's blood everywhere. Match comes to an end when Orange Cassidy pops out of the trunk of a car. Superman punches Santana. The best friends win this wild match. What a main event, Louis. This was, I think, one of the best hardcore matches that I have seen in months, uh, years even. It was honestly brilliant to watch i was gripped throughout it was a fantastic main event for the show really put over uh santana and ortiz in defeat and best friends in victory setting up for them them uh, for a potential match with ftr this segment was just this match was just tremendous uh it was so santana got like a baton as you said but it looked like a magic wand it's everywhere. It was, it, it just looked like a magic wand, which tickled me. Um, the magic wand didn't tickle me. The seeing the magic wand tickled me. Um, it was just great stuff. Great stuff all round. I really enjoyed the match. I thought that it was a hardcore enough. I, I thought going in, this was going to be goofy, but it wasn't in the slightest. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. It was a tremendous match. And, uh, Honestly, uh, probably to the point where I will watch this again tomorrow, which I don't tend to do with uh, wrestling stuff, but it just seems that sort of thing I want to give my full attention to, watch again. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely be doing that tomorrow. And if people haven't, if people are just checking us out, make sure you go and check out that match, because honestly, it was was tremendous. After the match, they get into Sue's van, because she's right there, and Sue flips them off as they drive away. My God. My God. Evan Wright left us another super chat. Thank you very much, Evan. It says, G.O.D. tribute or Vampiro tribute with the face paint? Good good question. I would have a tendency to say Vampiro, especially since he's he has a, a documentary coming out soon. I think uh, I think that makes more sense than Gorillas of Destiny. Um, Chris Rains left us a super chat as well. Thank you. Chris says that brawl was everything I want in a street fight. So many great moments. 
this was absolutely wild. I loved every second of it. It was crazy stuff. Couldn't have two more opposite main events uh, from both shows tonight. Eloquent left us another super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, he says, this is the match Cole and Velveteen should have had. Sure. There's even, anyway, even a fraction of what happened tonight would have been. Whatever they would have had, as long as it was better than what they did have, because that mm-hmm. was not right. Mm-hmm. Um, Tay Boogie left us a super chat. Thank you very much. It says, NXT singles equals AEW singles. AEW tag superior to NXT tag. NXT women superior to AEW women. The show that makes the biggest swing in their weaknesses will win. Not a bad analysis. I can get Alex. Do you have some quick thoughts about this? No, I mean that's that that's certainly the the point. I I, I would say that um that AEW has more ammunition to 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 come back and and equal if not better what's going on in NXT because the NXT uh, tag division is uh, the pits not. It's not deep. It's not deep. It's Let's the pits. I I really enjoy the top of the division, but I don't know what you have beyond the top of the division. That's it. So that's a problem. Whereas in AEW, you have, I don't know, it feels like a dozen different tag teams that if you book them right over a couple of months, they could become champs. And I'd be like, sure, why not? Private party as champs by December is not impossible. Like you just have to book them right. Mm. Like you know, I'm I'm saying they'd have they they could yeah they could convince me if they booked them right over the, over several weeks. But I'm saying there's beyond what they have at NXT, there aren't any tag teams that I'm like yes, I believe they like Indu Share is not going to be tag team champs. They're just not. It's but, to the point where you could put Private Party in NXT, yes. and they'd be one of the they, top teams when in AEW. They hardly win on dynamite, and that's right. that, that's, that's, that's a glowing sort of not glowing diamond, but it is indicative of the NXT tag division for sure. Yeah. The Jam One Ryan B Jam left us another super cat super chat. Excuse me, thank you again. It says the face paint reminded me of the baseball guys from the movie The Warriors. I that's what I thought of at first too, but I was, but yeah, it could have been. However, Chris Reigns left us a super chat. Thank you, and may have the answer here. Saying Santana posted. Dead President's movie poster on Twitter as the face paint references. So it's a Dead President's reference. We were all wrong. I see. Not a clue what Dead President's is. It's it's a movie from before you were born. Thank you. Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Uh, again, thank you. He says, bit early still, but what are you hoping happens on the anniversary show? Title change, maybe? Or another surprise debut or something else entirely? Louis, do you have uh, something quick that might come to mind for the anniversary show that you'd like to see? Sheeta Rosa 2. Alex? Uh, that's good. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. That'd be That'd be a good thing to do. So that was... AEW was a big show. Uh, people got really excited about it. And we still have a couple of Super Chats here before we move on to NXT, which you can still leave us, by the way, folks. Uh, we're, we're still here to talk about NXT, so there's still time to get some Super Chats in here. Now we'll read your question or comment. George Barfield left us one, says, What did I learn today? 
Child sandals are a poor autumn investment. Fair. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Benoit Parise left us a super chat. Thank you, Ben. He says, awesome job, guys. Hashtag new war in order. You know the deal. Evan Wright left us a super chat again. Thank you very much. Says, Sour Graps appreciation super chat. Alex rules. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Rafael Garcia says, um, open-ended question here. Very philosophical, actually, Raphael, tonight. What is it about Wednesday night wrestling that blows the doors off of Monday and Friday, Alex Pulowski? <laughs> <laughs> well, and th- well, I, let me say, just before you get into this, uh, let's not go over 60 seconds. <laughs> no, no, I agree. That's a, that's Cliff a, notes. That's, a really, that's, that's okay. To be succinct, um, uh, Mondays and Fridays are, are, uh, are a... a, a corporate uh cleansed just it's a it's a wasteland of the worst ideas done over and over and over and over and over again whereas uh nxt although they're getting some of those bad ideas trans transported to wednesday in nxt Mm -hmm. they're not they haven't been done to death there yet um uh and aew is just fresh and interesting and new uh, th- that's that's it to me. Like they, all the people who were wrestling on Friday on Mondays and Fridays, if they were allowed to do everything that they are able to do, they're great professional wrestlers who are who are confined to a madman's idea of what sports <laughs> entertainment should be. That's the difference. If you want more of that, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Sour Graps twice a week. Alex Pulowski. It's a good time. Trust me. Let's move on to NXT. Started off strong tonight. Shotzi Blackheart losing uh, a uh, championship effort against Io Shirai, who retains her NXT championship, women's uh, championship. Uh, Man, this was a good shit. This was one of the strongest beginnings that I remember in a a while in NXT because I always have in my mind AEW. Starts off, starts off strong week after week after week. And I don't have that impression with NXT tonight. This was amazing. Shotzi gets some, uh, uh, gets uh, so much great offense. Uh, she, um, she, ra- she ra- wraps up her, her arm early on, uh, Io's arm into an arm lock with her legs, pulling back on the free arm. That was good stuff. Io hits in the side moonsault, but this was all about Shotzi in this match. Shotgun dropkick to the corner. The bulldog follows. Uh, she dodges some of Io's kicks. Hits an in, uh, and an enziguri. Uh, and uh, she ends up dragging Io into a yes lock. A straight jacket suplex by Shotzi. That's fought into a bridge. Then she reverses the bridge into an underhook submission. Which was awesome. Awesome stuff. Um... Eo fights back, eats a super, a super Hurricane Rana. Eo uh, German suplexes Shotzi on the apron, and it comes to an end with the Meteoras and the 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 Moonsault that you referred to on Twitter, Alex, as the Murder Salt. The attempted Murder Salt. Yes, yes. I'm going to try to kill you. If 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 my knees coming down on you at that force directly into your sternum doesn't kill you, it's going to make you very sore in the morning. That's right. What did you think of the match? Uh, for one thing, uh, not not to correct you, Warren, it was a non-title match. Oh, it was a non-title I match. I apologize. I, I, I don't know why. 
weird. This is my thing. I, I've, I've come to the realization, and people can, can yell at me if they want. Uh, if you are the champion, I believe you should only wrestle championship matches. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, in really crazy rare circumstances, I'll allow for it. But if you can't figure out a way to build to a title program by having the challenger pin the champion in a non-title match, then you're just lazy. And that's the problem that I have mostly with Mondays and, and Fridays is because they're just so lazy. They can't conceive of a way, for example, the tag titles to not build toward a championship match other than by having two guys who aren't the champions pin the champions week after week. And, oh, well, I guess now they've earned an opportunity. Figure out a way of getting around that. Every time the champions lace them up and get in the ring, it's got to be for the belt. Otherwise, why are they champions? Um, especially if you're going to book it this way, where the match was amazing. So many fantastic spots made each woman look fantastic, especially Shotzi. She showed she could absolutely hang with Io Shirai, who might be the best in the world right now. So if you're going to do that and have Io come out and win the match clean anyway, why isn't it for the title? Because like the, the reason you have a non-title match is so the challenger can pin the champion. And it, then they're not, they don't have to become champion. If, if, it's, if it's a title match, Shotzi can lose. And then they announced later in the night, next week, they're going to have a battle royal, all the women, to determine the number one contendership to Io Shirai's title. Shotzi Blackheart, after tonight, has got to be one of the favorites going into that match. And if she were to win it, she's already showed she can hang with Io Shirai and push her to her absolute limit. And that's the storyline you would go with if Shotzi wins the Battle Royal. Shotzi can come out and say, Io, I had you like four or five times in that match we had two weeks ago, and I know I can beat you. And Io Shirai can either be nervous or overconfident or however however you want to do it. Maybe she takes shortcuts in their rematch or she attacks her pre-match because she, whatever. There's all the stuff you can do there that... Why isn't this match for the title if, if Shotzi's going to lose anyway? It's just a, a huge pet peeve of mine. The match was fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm looking at, at Shotzi and going, well, I, I don't know how they're going to ruin her on the main roster, but she's really, really great in NXT right now. Oh, they'll find a way, Alex. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know they'll find a way. I know. Um, Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you again, Anakin. He says, Alex perfectly explained that, meaning talking about your your explanation in regards to why Wednesdays are better. Perfectly explained that in 49.89 seconds. <laughs> Glad people are keeping you honest, Palowski. Dizzy C left us a super chat as well. Thank you very much. Says, Alex must hate New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, well. I I don't <laughs> like it when champions don't wrestle for the title on the line. I just don't. I, I've, I've gotten to that point at this point. Desmond Troy uh, got smushed by Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, it's basically... De- Desmond, Desmond Troy uh, used to be Denzel, Denzel Desjournet. Remember that name? And now he's Desmond Troy. They've also they've changed Tahuti Miles and Denzel Desjournet to like more easily pronounceable names, I suppose. But you kind of remember Denzel DeJournet a little more than Desmond How could Troy. You not remember Denzel DeJournet. <laughs> There's a little more, a little more to it. Anyway, not much here. Champa, an aggressive Champa, gets the win with Willow, Willow's Bell. 
uh, goes for a chair, but Jake Atlas comes out, challenges him for a match ne- next week because uh, he messed him up last week or something. Messed him up? <laughs> he killed him. <laughs> he killed him. He killed him dead. Um, I wish he would have sold this a little while longer, but I understand that they have this thing they want to get to. He got he got he got paralyzed, and then after that, he was DDT'd off a stretcher. Like, <laughs> you know, we could sell this for a couple more weeks. Um, uh, when when Jake Atlas came back and was like, I I didn't appreciate how you tried to murder me a few weeks ago, Tommaso Ciampa. I want to match with you. I was like, oh no, baby, what is you doing? No, you can't, you can't be doing that, Jake Atlas. You're gonna get killed. Um, and and you know, we, we saw later in the night uh, that uh, Tommaso Ciampa isn't waiting for next week. No, he's not. Uh, security, uh, security at uh, full sale is, uh, or at least, yeah. Lax. It, 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 look, it's lax everywhere in WWE. We know this now. They they have security guys, but I think they just like hang around catering and you know just try to talk to. To, to, to Charlie, essentially. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, Jake Atlas got beat up early, later on in the evening by Tommaso Ciampa, so they're getting a match next week. It'll be but fine. The big deal about it is that who comes to Jake Atlas's rescue? Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, back off, man. You get him next week. Have him for the match. Like, just, just straight up, down the line, like, lawful neutral that's who that's who this new version of kyle o'reilly is and i'm totally like if if there is a lawful neutral i won't say babyface, lawful neutral kyle o'reilly versus super heel tommaso champa feud in my future you can go ahead and hook that shit to my veins this very second oh my god i cannot wait for that um, because it does appear, it doesn't make any sense for Kyle O'Reilly to be the one to get in Tommaso Ciampa's face unless they're building to more of that. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Um, next, we had uh, Drake Maverick, uh, who was coming to Full Sail. He uh, got interviewed as he was walking up with his suitcase, uh, basically saying that his game plan with his uh, for uh, his match against the Undisputed Era later on with uh, Killian Dane is to work as a team um, against Undisputed Era, even though he hasn't heard from Dane all week, even asks if he has his number. Later on, we see we see Drake Maverick finally run into Killian Dane, who doesn't know about the match, and tells Maverick, basically, you're on your own, pal. H- handle your own stuff. And uh, might as well talk about the match at this point. Drake says, all right, see you out there. I mean, I just love Rockstar Spud so much. I mean, Drake Maverick's his name here, but he's he's playing Rockstar Spud now, and I'm 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 excited to see what 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 this comes of it. Um, over the past couple of weeks, while you guys have been out doing your own thing, uh, I've been uh, talking with uh, Steven Jensen uh, about about NXT stuff, and I'm like, I don't know that I love this whole thing, but I will love it forever. If what they're winding up getting to, and they pretty much did it tonight is uh, the old Looney Tunes cartoons with the little dog and the giant bulldog. Hey, Spike! Hey, Spike! What are you going to do? What are you going to do today, Spike? Come on! Let's go! I'm going to be your friend, Spike! Um, shut up! And he just backhands him. Like, um, if that's what they're going for with this pairing, I'm so here for it. I'm, I, I, I need that in my life because I... Here's the thing. 
I know that Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud, is talented enough to figure out a way to make all of that work if they sure. just let him do it. So I think that could be really great. Like we we talk about how um, NXT's tag division is is lacking, mm -hmm. um, and it is. But I mean, I could absolutely see, and I, I don't love this idea. But when you have a tag division that's lacking, you can use storylines to better it, even if the in ring work has to suffer for a while to get that storyline off the ground. I could see a Killian Dane and Drake Maverick run as, as tag champs, if only for like a month or two, um, where where doesn't make any sense that they're winning matches, but they but they continue to do so until you have the, the right team to take over and have a long run. They could be a transitional champion. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Let's talk about the match <clears throat> that happened uh, that happened following all of these uh, segments where the undisputed era, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. Uh, took on Drake Maverick essentially in a handicap match because he came out alone. Killian Dane wasn't bothered with it. So, of course, Undisputed Era do Undisputed Era things to Drake Maverick. But this is a showcase of Maverick's uh, never-say-die spirit, right? Um, yep. Despite the fact that uh, era, the Undisputed Era is breaking him down. I like that at some point they, they, they um, take a shot of the locker room where people are watching the match and laughing. Killian Dane is there laughing along as well until William Regal arrives and tells him to get in there. What are you doing? Help your partner. So a reluctant Killian Dane goes, but once he gets there, he basically tells uh, tells Drake to get in the ring and lose like a man. Undisputed Era mock him and uh, he turns around and they throw they throw Drake Maverick at him. He sort of moves out of the way and heads into the ring. Wipes out strong. Fish comes in with a chair, and that's the DQ. After the match, well, Drake Maverick tries to say thanks again, and he gets socked in the mouth. This is where yep. we're at, Alex. This is where we're at. We're at. I don't remember the name of that little dog, but the little dog and Spike uh, from Blue Tunes cartoons. That's what we're doing right now, and I'm 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 ready to accept it if they're going to do it right. It could be a lot of fun. Um, we got a couple of super chats here. Uh, blocking Adebayo left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Says, uh, just hang signs of you do have a match next week everywhere, and security won't be needed. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Uh, Anakin uh, GMT left us another super chat. Thank you very much. And he says, hey, if I was WWE security, I'd hang out in Carity Ring to try and talk to Charlie too. <laughs> Except yeah. You know, they're collecting a check. They're supposed to be doing a job, right? Dizzy C left a super chat as well. Thank you very much. He says, I doubt Warren or Louie will remember because they weren't here four weeks ago, but I just want to remind Alex that I called O'Reilly turning face in his match with Drake. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, it, it, it did. It, I, I remember that very well. Uh, I, 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 I was tentative at that time. I'm all in for it now. There's no reason why he wasn't out there with with fish uh, and, and strong, I mean, like they should be a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. I understand why Cole's not around because they have they haven't done anything with him since he lost that match last week to Finn. Uh, but O'Reilly should be there with his other two boys. He's not because he doesn't think like them anymore, and I'm totally down for that. We had Austin Theory cut a promo only to sort of. Uh have an open invitation to whoever wanted to come uh, fight him. And it turns out that it's a very, very angry Kushida who answered the call, ran in and just floated over him, 
put him into holds and got him into the hoverboard lock for the win and held on to the hoverboard lock a little more than uh, the referee wanted him to after the bell rang. Um, commentary was going crazy over the fact that we've never seen Kushida like this. Obviously, they never watched New Japan. But this was, uh, I mean, I'm, I am 10,000% Pushing Kushida, I have n- there. I have nothing wrong to say about this. Yeah, uh, especially Kushida with his new gimmick as a brutal vigilante who only targets accused pedophiles. I'm so in on him going after. It cannot be a coincidence that he brutalizes Velveteen Dream one week and the next week it's Austin Theory. It can't be a coincidence. Like there's a bunch of other people I'm sure he'd like to brutalize, but they were all released by NXT UK. I am excited for this any kind of push with Kushida, especially when he's when he's using uh, his vast array of arm breaking maneuvers on people who deserve to get their arms broken. This was good. I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this, and this led us into a segment with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, and they're mad that Tegan broke their television. Uh, Candice, first of all, is upset that Tegan is ungrateful. And uh, an ungrateful and not a good friend. Johnny's mad that their TV was busted. And he says he hasn't gone upstairs in a week because there's still spaghetti everywhere. He says he wants to send Tegan a bill for their expensive new TV. But um, but uh, Candace is looking forward to winning the number one contender battle royal next week. Uh, and while Johnny Gargano makes fun of uh, Damian Priest and uh, Timothy Thatcher. A little later on, we get a promo from uh, Tegan Knox, who says that she hasn't changed. The Lorraine that she knew wouldn't sit around and listen to her husband whine about a $200 TV. So um, so he could just watch himself lose on it, right? Uh, so, yeah, that's basically the, the gist of the segment, which uh, sort of revolved around one of two big announcements that mm. William Regal had today. One of them being... Number one contenders battle royal next week uh, for the uh, women's title. Haven't we seen this not too long ago, Alex? Yes, they, they don't seem to figure out any other way of of determining um, a, a battle. I think they do feel like their women's division is um, fairly plateaued. Like there's not a huge hierarchy. I mean, obviously there is, but they they try and present it as though Indy Hartwell is on the same level as Rhea Ripley. And I like Indy Hartwell. I think she's she's got a bright future, but she's not there yet. So her being in a number one contenders battle royal doesn't make a lot of sense uh, that she's on the on a level playing field with Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae and Shotzi Blackheart uh, and Rhea Ripley and the like. Um, you could easily have, like, here are the women who, who based on the past six months of work, uh, they've had title matches. They've had Reigns as champion, whatever it is. These five women are in this fatal five-way match. You can make it in a little elimination match if you wanted to take up more time. But Rhea, Tegan, Candice LeRae, um, and uh, was Raquel. I, Ra- Ra- yeah, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. You could have like six, seven even. But once you start going beyond that, it just becomes, it becomes kind of funny. Like it doesn't... It, 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 I mean, like... We know there are certain people who aren't at that level yet, and you don't have to try and convince us that they are. Mm-hmm. The second, since we're talking about William Regal's uh, announcements, the second one he gave us was 
of the Gauntlet Eliminator match. Not elimination, not eliminating, Eliminator match, uh, which will happen again next week. And here are the rules. Two men will start in the ring. Every four minutes, another man will enter. The only way to be eliminated is via pinfall or submission. And the last man standing will be named the number one contender for the NXT Championship and will go on to face Finn Balor at TakeOver uh, in October. Um, So that's interesting. Who should win this, Alex? They haven't told us how many people are in it. And that's the thing that that, that makes little sense to me. There should there should be a number of people who are in it. You should also I'm I, I'm sorry you should be forced to tell us who they are. Like sure. I, are, is, unless you, unless you're planning a major surprise, you you should be forced to tell us who these people are because I I, I don't know if I, if you're not telling me who's in it. Are there people who are only considered to be contenders for the North American title? Is that their ceiling right now? Like there's there's a lot of stuff I I don't know. Finn is a wonderfully um, uh, malleable. As heel and face, I could see either a heel or a face winning this match to to face him because he can switch back and forth. He's a wonderful tweener right now, so we could see that. But um, I I do love the idea of basically it being uh, a royal rumble that you have to win by pinfall. Like that's that's cool because that's basically what it is. It's a it's a gauntlet a gauntlet match is two guys enter, one guy gets pinned, mm-hmm. he leaves, and somebody else enters. As opposed to this which is you just keep getting guys every four minutes. And I'm totally here for that. I, but they haven't told us how many it is. If it's five, that's two. They said two. five. Did they say five? Okay, yeah. well, great. Five. Five. But they haven't named the, have they named the five? Because if they haven't named the five, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure if there's a, a person who's ready for that big, like a takeover match. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really high on a lot of guys like Bronson Reed and stuff. But I don't know if they're ready for a takeover match for the NXT title. I'd love for whoever it is who gets the shot. If I can see that and go, I immediately believe he could take the title off Finn Balor, even though I know he's not going to take the title off Finn Balor. You know what I mean? Louis, do you have a, do you have a, a, a soft spot for someone? I mean, before this show, I thought Gargano would just be a great uh, first feud for Valor uh, just put him over but after the booking of this mat, uh, this show I wouldn't be shocked if Kushida maybe won it uh, they put him over strong in his match uh, it's a match we haven't seen before a match I'd sure as hell like to see oh, that'd, that'd be fantastic it. it's a story for Kushida would well, be yeah. his first takeover match and he joined the company 18 months ago which is staggering so I mean any anything to get a uh, those guys into a match on TV in on on pay per view in what will be a fantastic takeover match. I'd be I'd be keen for. So I wouldn't be too sure to Kushida win next week. Well, yep. Rafael Garcia left a super chat and echoes your sentiments, Louis, and thank you very much, Rafael. Saying Kushida versus Balor, inject that into my veins. Let me OD, bring me back, and inject it again. I agree. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic stuff. We got a couple of other super chats as well. Uh, blocking Adebayo uh, left us another super chat. Thank you very much. As if Kushida is uh, to target accused sex offenders only. My God, NXT will have to hire Enzo back next week. Oh, <laughs> don't don't speak that stuff into the universe. Just don't. But thank you for the super chat. Anakin, uh, uh, JMT, and Zach Barber both left super chats. 
telling us that the little dog that we were trying to find the name of earlier was Chester. It's Chester, Chester and Spike. And Spike. Yes. I'm Ch- I, the, listen, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane as Chester and Spike works. It just works. Book it, you cowards. Anakin left us a super chat again. Thank you very much, Anakin, for the super chats tonight. It says, Tegan can't replace the TV since she's trying to get a PS5 pre-order in. Well, she can do both. She Get the lower-end model. It's fine. She, she, she'll be fine. Would, it's not that... I would love for her to have to wait until, like, Black Friday sales and get, like, a 20, a 22-inch for, like, 89 bucks and give that to, to Johnny Gargano. I think that'd be great. But that would require some long-term storytelling. And I don't know if you heard, Alex. We, no, we, we fans, don't we don't do like anymore. it. We don't like yeah. long-term storytelling. Yeah, uh, Brizongo successfully defended their NXT Tag Team Championships against uh, Imperium. Um, this match started cooking uh, tw- uh, towards the half of it. Um, mm-hmm. Fandango just ate it. He just ate it for the first half of the match. And then when uh, Breeze finally uh, got uh, got it, got the, the hot tag, this match picked up, started cooking. I was pleasantly surprised at how much fun it was. Uh, there was um, a beautiful German suplex by Aichner. Uh, uh, by Aichner, yes. Uh, there was a Spinebuster and a PA combo, PK combo by Imperium on Breeze. Uh, and the Imperium European bomb finisher is avoided thanks to some interference by Fandango. Uh, pushing Breeze onto um, onto Bartels on the top rope, which allows the champs to retain. This was, uh, like I said, I I was surprised at uh, at how much I enjoyed the second half of this match. Uh, Alex, this was good stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm a, I'm a Breezango super fan. Um, I I was so excited to see the Fashion Police back. If they have a long reign. Um, they need to do a thing where the title belts are stolen from the locker room, and then for like a few weeks, they just go and do fashion police segments, do, do them just the exact same way they did them a few years ago because they were so great, and have them interview people and sweat them under the hot lights, uh, and and just do, do dust for fingerprints, like do all the all kinds of fun stuff. These guys are so creative. I love it. Um, this match was so good. I mean, it really was. I mean, again, you said as it, when it picked up, it was I mean, a lot of it was just like, oh, we got to wait for the hot tag for Breeze. And um, but there were a lot of points where they had me like they mm-hmm. I, I believed that they were going to put the titles back on Imperium. And I was sure. like, well, the well, I guess I, I guess it would be difficult for them because you, you still can't. Hey, Louie, they're not letting anybody in from the States, are they? P- please tell me your country's not letting anybody in from the States. Because uh, they couldn't just have send, send Imperium back over there with the tag titles for a while, since they're starting up NXT UK again. I'm, I'm, I was really pleased with way, the way that they did all the near falls. I thought this was excellently done. Uh, I like the the this circumventing of, of expectations with uh, all the the, ta- the the tag title. The, sorry, the tag team moves we know and love from these two teams were all countered in very interesting specific ways i think these four guys can just go in the ring and i really love that they had that opportunity to and i i don't know who else there is for like there's legato de fantasma and that's it and like as much as i do like mendoza and also wild to an extent i don't think they're at that level like as a team 
to, to compete with, with these two teams at their top. And that's the only other team that I even see. I mean, am I forgetting somebody in NXT as a tag team that is near that level? They certainly haven't been booked at that level. Outside of Undisputed Era and... But they're not. They're not doing That's that. It. Right? Like they said, we're not. You guys yep. are going. You're not involved in the, in the tag title picture anymore. If they could be at any moment, they could bring them back. But there's. I don't see anybody else out there, and that's a that's a problem for NXT. Casey Catanzaro. I, I sorry, I have looked, and there are flights from uh, from uh, the US to the UK. Oh, okay. Well, then we we yeah, hey, you never know. <laughs> It's I mean, people. if there are, let's hope Pack can somehow uh, yes. find his way. Go on... away in a luggage compartment. Come on. Exactly. On the reverse flight, he yeah, can uh, find flight. a, yeah. a Brozawaite-esque, hide his, uh, find his way onto the plane. <laughs> and, uh, get, get, Pete Dunn can come back with him. Yeah. Two for one special. Katie Caranza- Catanzaro and Caden Carter defeated Jesse Kamea and Zaya Lee. Uh, this was a, a, a fun little match where... Caden uh, Carter did most of the heavy lifting in this match. She looked very, very good. She got some really good, strong offense here. Uh, Zia Lee, uh, Lee uh, uh, looked good as well. Finish came when uh, in a combination between Casey and Caden. Caden had Zia in a crucifix, and then Catanzaro pops her um, in, over into a bridging pin for the win. I like the finish. It suits both of those ladies very, very well. The end of the match, they try to show respect for each other, fist bumps, but Zia Lee don't want no sportsmanship, Alex. What'd you think about all of this? Um, interesting. Like, I, I mean, I, I was watching this thing, and like, there's got to be some angle coming out of this. It's it's really weird to like uh, up against AEW, who's always putting out like really uh, high high storyline stuff or or great in ring uh, work. Mm-hmm. So like, say here you go. Here's these two women's tag teams. One who you've never seen wrestle before. The other one who you've only seen get pinned as enhancement talent. Here you go. Rest, like, we're going to have a match that's going to last a while. Like That that surprised me. But I, I do think Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, if you actually book them as such, um, could could be a, a lot of fun to watch in a women's tag division. Um, and this, But this all seemed to be building toward Zia Lee or, as Vic Joseph somehow pr- pronounced it, Exia Lee. Wow. Um, uh, is, is she's now a heel because she doesn't want to do fist bumps after the match. I mean, they already changed her hair. Yeah. Like she, she the, the, those extensions are very Mulan esque. Um, it, it seems like they're trying to, 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 to build on something there. Uh, I don't, I don't know what, I, I don't know if I, if I'm interested in a heel Kung Fu lady in, 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 in NXT, like if that's a thing that we're going with, I mean, if that's if that's a thing we're doing, well, I, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm not interested. But I'm, I didn't watch that going. Oh, okay, heel Zia Lee. Now that I can get on board with, I might eat my words in a few weeks, but I doubt it. Well, we'll see. You know, and as far as kung fu and martial arts go, you know, you have ninjas on main roster, right? Right. Damian Priest successfully. Defended the North American title against uh, Timothy Thatcher. Um, there was lots of grappling here to start. Thatcher using Thatch style, uh, trying to uh, to work on the champ's limbs, uh, blocking quite a bit, um, and uh, and then using 
uh, the limbs to, uh, to his advantage. Priest hits a falcon arrow, but uh, Thatcher blocks a kick and knocks Priest down, gets him into an arm bar. Priest obviously reaches the ropes. He hits a, he also hits a sit-out chokeslam. Um, then Priest gets stuck into the Fujiwara arm bar. Priest gets, um, goes, for, um, goes for the south of heaven, but his arm gives out. He connects with a flatliner, then uh, hits, uh, hits the chokeslam. Uh, spinning heel kick off the top. The Reckoning. That's all she wrote. I mean, fine match. Give me your thoughts, Alex. I did not love the story uh-huh. in the match. Um, because like I'm one of the things that also bugs me in a match is um, superior technical wrestler spends the entire match working over a body part. But the powerhouse wrestler somehow uses the power of will to push through the pain and use that specific body part to deliver a huge move that seals the deal for the, for like, ah, eh. like it, it, the story's a lot better if he can't hit that choke slam and he's got to do some other things that, that he needs to do to, to, to beat Thatcher. Also, I pitched this last week. I wanted Thatcher to beat him in five minutes. Sure. Because Thatcher, the, the pro, the, 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 the promo last week where he was like using film study when when priest does this you do this to him when priest does this you do this to him when priest does this this is your response like he's teaching his class that and I thought that's great like to have this guy who's like just who who's not as talented as Damian priest but who's smarter and know and knows him inside and out knows all of his moves knows all his tendencies and uses that to surprise Damian Priest, who by his own admission has been sitting in a hot tub for three weeks since he became champion, like he's not—he's not—he's not prepared for this. Can you believe so I, how I, how pruny his hands must be now? It's it's just it's disgusting, honestly. Just stewing in his own juices. I I I think that um that the storyline that I've been that I've been wanting WWE to do in a lot of a lot of occasions is uh, champion gets way overconfident and doesn't take their opponent seriously and gets their just their their ass handed to them in a match and then has to redouble their efforts and get serious to get that rematch and sure. get back the title. Like you could easily make that the story for Damian Damian Priest right now I don't care about him. I mean like he, great he's a he's a champion now but he's just kind of a douche. Like if 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 that douchiness like led to him losing his title that he worked so hard to get and now he realizes, man, I gotta, I gotta switch up what I'm doing, and he goes back to to heal Timothy Thatcher, who's the champion now, and he has to redouble, refigure out how to, how to get at that guy again. That's a better storyline than Timothy Thatcher, who all his promos say, "I know exactly how to beat the guy," and then he goes in and loses to the guy. Th- though now you're making me not trust Timothy Thatcher, and sure. I don't want to think Timothy Thatcher is full of shit. I want him, I want to think he's really smart and that's how he's going to win matches. Having him tell me how he's going to win matches and me believe him and then he loses the match anyway is a great way for me to like go, I don't want to watch Timothy Thatcher anymore. Please don't do that with Timothy Thatcher. Otherwise we'll be stuck with, uh, like you said, douchebag Damien Priest reeking of Dracar Noir through the television screen. Folks, that was NXT. Just a quick couple of super chats as we're going out here. Dizzy C left us a super chat. Thank you very much. 
says, uh, circling back to what we were talking about earlier about weaknesses and strengths in regards to AEW and, and NXT, says, I think the hurdle is way harder for AEW for their weakness weaknesses than NXT. You can have very... Uh, you can very quickly make several tag teams out of just the depth of male wrestlers they have. Even if AEW gets their women's storylines in order, the rosters are built different. And that's a very good point that he brings up. Yep. And Weeping Balmer, to close this out, leaves us a super chat, says, Any thoughts on the Yoshida-produced Final Fantasy sixteen that was announced today? I've It's been one of those days. I heard about it, haven't seen the trailer. Of course I'm excited about it there's why wouldn't you be excited about it that'll be it'll hopefully be fantastic just like the fact that you guys stuck to the very end of this review is fantastic thank you everyone thank you everyone who gave us a super chat here this evening louis where can people find you on social media at the louis dangle for everything i've got going on i have an interview up went up today with uh, Santana and Ortiz on the new Wrestle 2 channel. So head on over there and check that out. They explain why they joined AEW and uh, things of that nature. Uh, very good interview. Very, very uh, enjoyable. I've got a few from NXT UK coming out too over the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. And on actually Fight Force YouTube channel yesterday, I went live with Alex McCarthy to do the retro review of... Uh, Unforgiven 2000. Normally we do, so we do the pay-per-view that took place 20 years ago uh, to the month. Uh, normally that's a select uh, exclusive, a select perk, but we thought for this month we'd head on over to YouTube and uh, uh, give you guys a bit of a sneak peek and a taste for what uh, we can you, you can expect to see on select. So go and check that out and uh, let me know at Twitter what you guys think, if there's any improvements you want from the show, as it's the second one we've done. So yeah, uh, check that out. Alex, where can people find you out on the social media world? You can find me at Alex Sour Graps on the Twitter. I do uh, the Sour Graps show on Fightful Select. This coming Saturday is the 100th episode of Sour Graps. It is the Sour Centennial. <laughs> Get all I, I've been. People have been bugging me for a Q and A episode since like episode 40, and here it is. Uh, get your questions in to me. Use the hashtag AskSourGraps, and I will answer your questions on Saturday. It's going to be a great, fun time. Go right out there. Use it on Twitter. Hashtag AskSourGraps. Let's get some questions in for Alex, the big sour centennial. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes or on my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening. I'm going to end the stream and make sure that it doesn't continue afterwards we'll see you next week say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.